Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of Utaki Brothers. My name is Rusty, and today on this dreary, rainy Saturday morning, I am joined by my forever co-host, Bob Ross himself, brother-in-law. Ryan, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right. So it's like almost 10 a.m. Our intent originally was to go to Kohl's at 8 a.m. Oh, yeah, (laughs) that was part of the plan at one point. And then it was to record around 9. And then... We ended up having some fun last night. We did. We went to a uh, a friend of mine who was actually in my wedding, one of my groomsmen. His name's Dylan. In our business fraternity. He was also in that. Met him in college. Really just a down-to-earth awesome dude. Hilarious. We went to his place because he was hosting a, uh, a Halloween party because he recently moved into our same apartment complex. And he had a bunch of friends over from college. And we were kind of just chilling, hanging out, eating some pizza, having a couple drinks, and chilling. And then some of your friends from work joined us and alex and alex lauren's friend and we were like hey let's maybe go to the bar that is actually within our complex so we popped over there in our crazy outfits so i was actually shaggy lauren my wife was velma and of course we have our dog scooby took a fun picture yeah and then i had a like a i don't know what color blue like a cyan blue Mm -hmm. like really bright uh, button-up collared shirt that I had unbuttoned, like, three buttons down to show chest hair. I liked it. It was pretty some hot. Some jeans. And then I had, like, a Bob Ross fro, a Bob Ross beard, a paint palette, and a paintbrush. Mm-hmm. And we walk into the place. You guys, because you guys walk faster than us. It I was do. you, Lauren, and Alex. We walk in, and we're like, oh, there must be sitting down somewhere. So I'm in my full garb. <laughs> With Krista and her boyfriend, and we walk in realizing no one else is dressed up, and I quickly take off my wig <laughs> because it's just a bunch of girls at these tables, and I'm just sitting there like a f- freaking Jew fro and a piece of this like a beard. Hair? I'm like, yeah, okay. So like we walk to the lobby, we're like maybe they all went to the bathroom at the same time, and we did. So. so we also found out that the Halloween party at this bar was tonight, not yesterday. Because they listed it two different dates, right? Yeah, I think so. Online. And so we were like, you know what? Let's just pop back to our place, hook up the N64, play some fun games, maybe some Diddy Kong Racing. So we came back to our place, and the girls kind of like congregated to the kitchen. And we were just like chilling on the couch with Scooby, and I was sitting on the floor. And we started talking to Aiden. So you work with Krista, her yeah. boyfriend. And... He was, like, really interested in the PC that I got. And I'm like, oh, we got a gamer, a fellow gamer amongst us. So we start talking to him, and he's like, yeah, I kind of started with a GameCube. I'm like, all right, you're, you're a little bit younger than us. And he's like, yeah, but, like, one of my favorite games of all time is probably Bloodborne. And Ryan and I just, like, <laughs> slow motion, like, looked at one another, like, oh, my gosh. And we just, like, gushed he's about like, Bloodborne. He's like, it's the only game I've ever platinumed. It was like... I bowed to him and I'm like, you are a god. <laughs> I can't get more erect. Yeah. <laughs> so we just shot the shit with him about Bloodborne, Dark Souls, kind of the whole Souls- Soulsborne universe. We talked about Elden Ring and what we can expect and hope hope for in that crazy RPG. Yeah. What else did we talk about? We were talking for Horizon, so- uh, whatever that, Zero Death Dawn, Stranding. Death Stranding, because he's a big Kojima fan. Uh 
I don't know. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff. We talked about Star Wars for quite a long time. Yeah. Theorizing about Rise of Skywalker. As the dog was just spazzing out, running around. He was a little crazy last night. Yeah. Understandably so. Yeah. But it was really good times. Well, everyone ended up leaving around 12-ish. Like 11.15. Oh, was it that early? Okay, I guess it yeah. kind of was. So, around, okay, quarter after 11. And then you went back to your place. I ended up starting a game that I'll talk about shortly. Okay. I guess we can kind of just get into it, whatever. I guess I should preface this episode by saying we had planned to do the top 10 childhood games for this episode. We had good intentions. Yeah, we always do when we talk about this podcast. <laughs> the thing is, we never deliver. And so we had planned to do that, and I put a, a PSA out there for the listeners to write in with their top five childhood games. And I would say some of, some of our dedicated listeners, Ryan, yes. came in very strong. Logan and Nolan, shout outs to you both. And then, of course, Travis, he wrote in months ago with his top 10 childhood and adulthood games. Yeah. I'll be rereading those for the listeners that don't remember, or we have our new listeners too, Ryan. Sup? But we didn't get as many people I would have, as I would have hoped, and so another call out and pleading for the listeners to write in at otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com with your top five childhood games. I'm not putting any restrictions on what you consider childhood games. If it's a 360 game that you played and you consider it to be a childhood favorite of yours by all means write in with those there's no restrictions uh we're of course putting restrictions for ourselves the ps2 gamecube xbox era and before is what we're kind of considering the cutoff for us but it's just been a hell of a week for ryan and i so in tandem with not enough listeners for me personally writing in because i want it to be a very listener-centric episode ryan and i both just had a really stressful week at work i feel like every day this week lauren and i had something going on and so we just didn't have any time to rest, I didn't feel like. It wasn't a very restful week. Yeah. And while I've had my top 10 games listed out for like probably a good month now, I want to have some bullet points associated with them so I can kind of talk to those on the episode. Yeah, I want to feel rested before I do that one. Yeah, I don't want to rush it. And so here's kind of like the, the what we're mapping out for the next few episodes. It's not going to happen, but this is kind of like, you know, best case scenario. So next week, we will be doing the top 10 childhood game episode for 62 63 will be the adulthood episode game or games episode and then for 64 we're of course doing a retrospective of the nintendo 64 looking back on the history of the console the launch games our favorite games and experiences with the system and all of that fun stuff but for today's episode we wanted to just do a short sweet to the point episode talking about of course the games we've been playing recently yeah some recent news about a game i was greatly anticipating that's been delayed and Star Wars. I'm really pissed off about that. And of course, The Rise of Skywalker. The final trailer was released on Monday. And not only that, Ryan, ticket sales. And we got our tickets. Yeah, we did. So, really excited about that. So you can anticipate that in the back half of the episode. But Ryan, we got to kick off the show with the well, games you, we've been playing you recently. mid-thing. So, you, they left at 11.15. Oh, yeah. And then you started a game. Well, that Yeah, but that gets into the games I've been playing. Okay. Yeah. Segway smoother than I thought it would be. That's right. Look at Rusty like thinking ahead. Like slick grease. <laughs> so what did you start playing last night? Well, let's... Or the night before or Let's, whatever. you know, kind of rewind a bit earlier in the week. So last episode, I talked about Dragon's Dogma and The Evil Within. Yeah. So I got a little bit deeper into those two games. The Evil Within is just completely fucked up. And when I came home from work, I was stressed out because I just had a lot of things going on. I've been working, like nights sometimes i worked sunday kind of pushing through some things and i just didn't have the energy to come home and just be mentally drained by a a video game yeah which i was in the evil within i would say it 
it plays so similar to Resident Evil 4, but it's such an incoherent mess of a game. You never know what's reality, what's actually going on, and just the stress of these crazy zombies chasing you around is just, it was too much for me. So I kind of shelved that for the time being. I'm halfway through the game. I think I just finished chapter 7. It's 15 chapters long, and I'm 8 hours into the game. Yikes. And I'm thinking, like, I'm already running, like, well below E at this point. My tank's empty. My tolerance levels are gone. And so I don't know when I'm going to come back to this game. I feel like it's not a game you should shelve and come back to months later. So I'm hoping in the next few weeks I can come back and polish it off. Because I I am enjoying it, but this week was just too much. I mean, it's not like coming back to it later, you'll understand the plot anymore. That's true. Like, you don't know what the plot is now, so what's <laughs> what's it going to change? Well, I think just the intensity of it. Oh, You okay. know, like, knowing that ammo supplies are low, I'm going to have to scavenge for resources, and just knowing when to shoot and when to run. Yeah. Just that mentality, I'm probably going to lose if I come back to it months from now. But it's it's whatever, I don't really care. The other game that I was going to... Uh, to kind of calm me down in the midst of that experience was, of course, Dragon's Dogma, which is a Capcom third-person RPG that was released originally on the 360 and PS3 back in the day. I say back in the day. I mean, it was like 2012, 2013-ish. Then it, they came out with the Dark Arisen DLC. It was ported and kind of polished for current-generation consoles, and that's what I ended up buying on the PS4. When I first started playing this game, I really enjoyed kind of the, the combat system, uh, the pawn system, which of course, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you get to create a character that will fight alongside you for the, the entirety of the game. Yeah. You can also go to this different different realm to recruit other pawns, and you can have a party of three pawns plus yourself, so a party of four. Oh, did you ever make it out of jail? Yeah, you asshole. We'll get to, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. And so... You can have a party of four, and there's three different class systems. So you have a warrior fighter type character, a roguelike uh, archer, and then uh, a mage. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of decked out my party to have a balanced a balanced party. So I have all, all three classes represented. Okay. The thing that's really, I guess, lessening my enjoyment of the game is really twofold. So the first thing is... I feel like in a post-Oblivion Skyrim world, RPG world, that's, that's medieval setting, or even just a, a, you know, an open world RPG to begin with, there should be a fast travel system, right? Yeah. With these giant sprawling maps that take hours to traverse, I should be able to go and once I unlock a particular location, I should be able to fast travel to that point. Maybe I'm spoiled, you know, because I've played games like Skyrim and Oblivion. But this game doesn't have a fast travel system. What you have to do, well, I guess it technically does, you buy these items, these stones. Okay. And they're like a thousand gold, which isn't too much. And then you can only map back to the the main place, Grand Soren. Or Grand Soren. That's kind of like the main hub where you get a lot of side quests, you can gear up, talk to a lot of NPCs, rest up in the inn, all that fun stuff. But if, if I want to backtrack to the beginning location in the game where you first started your journey, it's at like a 15 to 20 minute trek. And wow. I can't fast travel there. And I think there's an item that you can eventually get that you have to go on some monster quest line to get that makes you, it, it'll grant you the ability to have unlimited fast travels. But I shouldn't have to do a three hour quest to get a gem that allows me to fast travel. Yeah. That's like. That's BS. Maybe in like 1998, some old school PC RPG, 
But in 2019, that should not be a thing. I think yeah, Oblivion I think had fast travel. It did. Yeah, did once you discover a new location, you can fast travel. Probably to that place. Morrowind did as well. I'd imagine. And so that's just really frustrating. The other thing is like even on simple uh, side quests. The map marker for where you're supposed to go to complete your quest is never explicit. Mm-hmm. It's very vague. And so this one quest, I walked up to this NPC and he said, hey, Joe Schmo, the fisherman, has been missing for a few days. Do you know where he is? Or can you go look for him and find him and bring him home? And I'm like, sure. Well, in Oblivion or Skyrim, they have a, like a marker. It's like, oh, here, on the beach, go here. Or that's where you'll dungeon, find him. look around. They just say, talk to random villagers and try and find out where he is. Holy crap. It's like, there's like a 300 people around here. How the hell am I supposed to know who I'm supposed to talk to and where I'm supposed to go? Yeah. And so what I did, I was just like, screw this. We live in a world of YouTube and tutorials. I just YouTube the quest and it was stupid. Like, you had to talk to one guy in a random house, then talk to these kids in another house on the other side of the village, and then you had to backtrack onto this beach, find the dude. He's like, oh, help me. I need some plants. So you, like, feed him some grass, and then he wakes up, and he's like, thanks for helping me. <laughs> and then, like, scurries and runs away. And your, your pawn's like, oh, we should probably go find him to make sure he's okay. And it doesn't tell you where he is. <laughs> and it's not like you can follow him. Like, he kind of just disappears yeah. and spawns to the next location. And, of course, I'm still following the tutorial on YouTube. And he's just, like, sitting under a tree, like, drunk off his ass, sleeping. You wake him up, and the same thing happens. He's like, oh, thanks for waking me up, but now I need, two, like, now I need like two petals of grass. So you give him, like, two of your grass things. And then he runs off again, and then you have to go find him. And I, of course, followed the tutorial to completion, but... Like, that's re- a representation of, like, what side quests are like. That would kill me. Zero direction. It got to a point, it's like, I'm I'm literally YouTubing every side quest. Yeah. Like, I'd understand that there's a main quest line where you go into a dungeon and there's a puzzle that's just driving you up the wall and you can't solve it. Mm-hmm. And you YouTube it and you get past it. But this is like, I'm YouTubing for fetch quests. And that's just stupid. Yeah. And which, But it sucks because, like, I love... I love the gameplay loop of going into these dungeons and fighting a bunch of these monsters, getting gold and going back and finding new gear. But yeah. the, the process of doing that is just painstakingly long and tedious and just archaic, and it's really ruining the experience for me, which sucks. Yeah. Because I was really looking for that like next medieval third-person RPG, and this just is not fitting it. the bill Because you tried me. Skyrim again, but it's too I've just close. played it too much. Like, yeah. I think the last time you and I had a Skyrim run was like spring. Yeah, I and think so. It's just too soon to, <clears throat> to go back and do that. So I shelved that. And then after we played Halo last weekend, which we can, I guess, kind of talk about that too. Was that after we recorded? Yeah, it was after we recorded. Oh, nice. I was like, there, I remember there being a lot of games on the Xbox 360 that I never got to that were super cheap. Yeah. And so I went on eBay, of course, and I started browsing around. And I ended up, ended up picking up Cameo Elements of Power, yes. which was a launch title for the Xbox 360. It's, it's kind of an action fantasy platformer from the developers of Rare, of course. And I feel like it's kind of that last last game from Rare that was really had the classic Rare feel. Because after that, you had a lot of the Kinect sports games. You had... Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts was just, which was just such a departure from classic Rare. Of course, you had the Perfect Dark, whatever revival game that was. That was not a 
it was just not the same feel of the classic Perfect Dark. And so I watched reviews of this. The, it just looks super vibrant and colorful. It looks like a classic Rare game. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. I think well, you get different monsters and they have different abilities. Mm-hmm. I think in the beginning of the game, your sister turns evil from what I gathered from the review I was watching. Okay. She like banishes you from the kingdom. You lose all of your elemental powers and then this like mage like awakens you and you slowly go through this journey and you get to re-equip your elemental powers. Yeah. And you have all these different like creatures and animals that you turn into um, that help you kind of platform through these different levels. Yeah, I think that's what I remember. So it looks super fun. So I picked that up for like five bucks on eBay. I also got Viking Battle for Asgard, okay. which is a God of War style hack and slash game, but set in, I guess, a Viking universe. And you play as this just beefed up, decked out Viking guy that just slashes and hacking his way through a bunch of like hordes of enemies. And it has that kind of feel of a giant like Spartan battle of just two armies clashing together. There's a lot of scenarios like that okay. where you have just tons of dudes with you. You clash with an army of people and you're just lopping off heads, cutting off limbs. And it just looks like a fun, Sounds mindless fun. hack and slash game. So I got that, and then I also got Kingdoms of Amalur, which is, I would say, a fable-esque action RPG. It was kind of that, I don't want to say hidden gem of a game, but in a sea of Dark Souls, Skyrims, and your your Dragon Age Inquisitions type games that came out in that era, yeah. it was really overlooked. Okay. But I've I know it has a very cult following behind it, and I think I got that for $2.00. I was um, bidding on it on eBay. Somehow no one else bid on it. Got it for $2, $4 shipped. Oh, wow. Doubled the price. I was like, the shipping cost more than the game itself. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Whatever. So I'll probably be uh, dipping my toes in those games later this week. But all of that to say... <clears throat> also, when you play the Cameo game, mm-hmm. let me know, because that's the one that mom made us stop playing. Because we got it when it we got our Xbox 360. And that was the one where, like, I think one of the girl characters or, like, one of your friends that help you out when she gets hit i think it was in like a swampy area it sounded like she was in the middle of having sex oh okay yeah so mom came down because we had on like full blast on our old tv in the basement she's like what is going on like what are you guys watching and we're like oh we're playing a game and like the characters getting hit and making sex noises nice and uh we had to stop playing that game <laughs> very so nice very let nice let me know if it is as bad as i'm like my memory distorts it to be okay yeah i'll let you know next week so as your neighbors are like <laughs> what is going on in that apartment <laughs> yeah what, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time ryan so your sister's xbox 360s over there I have, of course, a, uh, a handful of games downloaded on my 360. <coughs> Excuse me. But I wanted to check to see which games that she had. So I was browsing through her games because I was in a gaming rut this week. Mm-hmm. I was stressed. Dragon's Dogma and Evil Within were not doing it for me. They let you down. And I was kind of popping in a few different games. Nothing was kind of scratching the itch. I ended up putting Battle for Middle Earth in on the 360. Did she have that? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. And... It's such a fantastic real-time strategy game in the Lord of the Rings universe, of course. Yeah, sorry for the sirens. Yeah, that's probably being picked up. But my gosh, is it... Like, the slowdown is horrible nowadays. 
Because on a PC game, I'm sure it runs flawlessly. On the 360, man, it's whew, it's tough to run. Um, so I, I put that away. I'm like, nah, this ain't it, sis. And so I was going through Lauren's games on her system. She's a good library. And I came across a game, Ryan. Is it Peggles 2? It was the first Peggles. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. man, Lauren and I were sitting on the couch playing that this week. And it's just freaking amazing when you get to the last red little bullet that you have to hit. And not only the, does your little marble slow down as you near it, but as you hit it, then there's just confetti everywhere. And it's like, <laughs> like these, this choir like screaming. It's so intense. I love it. Like it threw me. I think we played it for the first time maybe at Diana's. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the hell is this game? Like, it's a little, like, cannon thing that shoots at red butts. I was like, this is stupid. And then, like, yeah, it slows down. A freaking choir goes nuts. Like, they're coked out. And a unicorn you pops Bjorn up. Bjorn the fucking unicorn, <laughs> like, like, dancing. This is ridiculous, and I love every it, bit of it. I swear to everything, Phil Spencer, if Peggles 3, like, launches on the Xbox Infinity, I'll be there day one. Is it an Xbox exclusive? No, it's no, not. No, no, I guess I got it on the PS4. I got it on the PS4, but it was originally, I think, an Xbox Windows exclusive. Yeah, I'm curious if we can. So, played Peggle a little bit, and then so you good. always, when you're in a gaming rut, folks, you always have to go back to your favorites. For me, that's typically the N64. I'll pop in Diddy Kong Racing and Perfect Dark. Maybe Goldeneye, play a few levels, and I get my gaming fix. But don't force it. Like, if, if, if nothing's sounding fun... Don't play games, all right? That's just how this hobby works. But the other thing that I went back to, and I feel like I could honestly play this game every year, I started a new file on Kingdom Hearts, the first game. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. And I'm, you know, I started it up, man, and it's just Destiny Islands. I just forgot how vibrant and colorful it is. And, of course, the music that plays, the platforming is absolutely awful. Kyrie and her star fruits or whatever. Did you beat Riku on the island? No. Have I, you ever beaten Riku? I have. The last time I played it, I beat him. This time I did not because what you need to do is you need to climb up the ladder and jump off of that tower onto the trees. And I didn't do that. I instead just tried to leap off of, um, what was it? That little bridge thing. I fell down and then I got screwed because he ended up climbing up the tower Oh, I'm talking, you can battle him, right? On that little island. Oh, yeah, it's easy. Well, you have to beat him. No, you don't. Oh, well, I beat him every time. Okay. Because I'm just awesome like you. that. Yeah. Do you beat the guy who throws shit at you? What, who's that? Isn't there a guy who throws, like, balls at you and you have to hit the balls? Oh, he's from Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Uh, no, I did not. Okay. I don't even think I fought him in this one. This run. Okay. But, yeah, so I just Dude, got... That, that um, like, racing Riku to name a boat is freaking difficult. It's intense, Yeah. But anyways, I uh, I think I got to Deep Jungle, so the Tarzan world. Oh, okay. That's where Lauren quit. Yes, which is one of the most infuriating levels in all of Kingdom Hearts because the platforming in the section with the hippos would just drive any like person mad. Yeah. Because you have to time your button presses perfectly to jump from hippo to platform or tree to tree. And uh, it doesn't even bother me, though, because the music in Deep Jungle is some of my favorite in all of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. You have like those pipes that like start like, I can't fucking replicate that. Yeah. You know what we're going to do, Ryan? We're going to play the Deep Jungle theme. Well, I always got irritated if I'm remembering that world because that's 
at least a year ago. It's the vines up top. That's hard too. So there's the, I want to say there's some enemies up there that like knock you off. I run. And then you have that like hippos below. Deep jungle. Okay. Let's get it. Whatever. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts had a good time with it. Still having a good time, and I will probably be playing more of that this week as well as those 360 games. Yeah, because you were up until one thirty-two. Thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty. Yeah. It's gonna be a rough episode today, folks, because Ryan and I are super tired. Our voices are hoarse. I'm running on like four and a half hours of sleep. So. So what time do you actually get up? Uh, seven. Oh shit. Yeah. All right. I feel lame. I uh, I ended up going back home, and I'm trying to fight. So, I it was I was playing Monster Hunter because I'm trying to get up to level 100, like I mentioned the last few weeks, because it's a grind. And I think I was at level 71 last week. No, 74. 74. No, you were 71, and then I think we, you came back and played Halo, and you were 74. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah you did some grinding. Yeah, so I was 71 when we recorded, and after last night, after doing one battle this morning, I am 87 and a half. Whoa, you're getting close. So I did a shit ton. So I did three levels last night. Are you meeting your Excel spreadsheet schedule? I am on November 2nd expectation. Hell yeah. I'm a week ahead. What's up? So I'm I'm thinking I can, I guess today I'm going to crock pot some chicken. Nice. Barbecue? Yeah. With some Sweet Baby Rays? Sweet Baby Rays, some Worcestershire. Um, what a weird word. I know. Like, I hate it. It's spelled like with an S-H. Worcestershire. It's so stupid. Yeah. The English language, folks. And I think brown sugar and some other fixins. And then I'm going to get some Hawaiian bread for tonight. So oh, all those king sliders. rolls? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be really good. Um, but I'm going to be monster huntering today, trying to get to level 90. My real goal for this weekend was to find. Um, I was planning to go to bed a little bit earlier than two o'clock. Yeah, that was screwed. I because I saw you on at two, and I was like, "Oh God, he's gonna he's gonna hate tomorrow. I'm gonna hate tomorrow." Yeah. And we have to go to a thing tonight for work. And so I, I got on. I was trying to find basically after level seven, you can find three new monsters. Mm-hmm. You can find a gold dragon, a silver dragon, and like this tiger dragon in his like brutal form this week i was super excited i found the gold dragon it was awesome so you find him in like this deserty place Mm -hmm. and like there's five different biomes and like you have to have him to level six to find this dragon so then i googled yesterday how do i find the silver and the tiger dragon one is in this coral area and then one is in like a rotten veil like this rotting area that slowly kills you over time. Okay. And I was just hopping in and out of other people's games trying to like see if I could hop in, find it. And once I see it, then I can see the missions for it. Okay. Like right now, I'm <clears throat> there's missions out there pro- most likely for it, but I can't see it because I've never seen the monster, which pisses me off. 
So I have to like find these monsters first, mm-hmm. and then I'm able to fight them and get their armor. Because the last two pieces are from the silver guy and the tiger dragon. Okay. And that was my goal this weekend was to get that. So I was like hopping in and out, but like every time I'd hop in, there was these tempered monsters, which give you special loot and more XP. So I was like, shit, like my end goal is to get to level 100 and get my awesome weapon. So I have to fight these. Well, yeah. So like I'd hop in, fight monster, then another cool monster would appear. And I maybe did six or so, like in and out. But I mean, even this morning, they're like elder dragons are like the top tier of the monsters. Mm-hmm. I killed a guy and then an elder dragon appeared. I was like, fuck it. It's not the monsters I want. I need to actually concentrate. And then I came over here. This morning? Yeah. Okay. So... Today and tomorrow, I'll probably be trying to find those guys because I want to get my armor pieces. And then probably by next week, I'm hoping for level 100. Nice. So tomorrow, my game plan is to, I think, watch Star Wars Episode 1 and 2. Now, well, have you watched any Star Wars yet? No. No. So I was trying to map out, like, gameplay. So when I was Monster Huntering to thursday night i think okay i got like three levels i was watching the stream about star wars for like an hour and a half yeah so star wars theory if you're not familiar with this channel you should definitely check it out he posts some of the highest quality star wars content and some of the most entertaining star wars content you'll ever see on the interwebs he's a huge huge fan of star wars he grew up watching the prequels but he dives into like all kinds of star wars lore and of course as the name of his channel would imply has a lot of theories about past star wars lore and even the future of star wars so check him out but he did a live reaction to the rise of skywalker trailer on monday night and then afterwards he spent like two and a half hours re-watching it in a live stream just going frame by frame picking out different things finding all kinds of easter eggs and just watching his reactions to finding some of the easter eggs live was absolutely priceless yeah because even for me i watched it probably three to five times after it was released but I wasn't like stopping frame by frame. I was just like salivating at the mouth, weeping, like <laughs> going absolutely nuts of, with nostalgia watching this trailer. But I wasn't stopping it to catch Easter eggs. I was yeah. just enjoying, you know, the moment of the trailer. But he did that, and it's actually really good. I only watched like twenty minutes of it, but yeah. even the first twenty minutes, you, he he finds quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. So I ended up just like grinding out some levels and watching that a bit, and like. I haven't watched any Star Wars, and like that's my plan to start tomorrow when I don't really have anything on my books to do except for maybe tennis. If it doesn't lucky rain. you, and I'm just gonna monster hunter, cook chicken, and watch Star Wars. Dude, your apartment's gonna smell so good. It's gonna be amazing. That sweet like, baby rays. I'm making six to aroma. seven pounds of chicken for the thing tonight. And How much? I'll- Six or seven pounds? I thought you said 67 pounds. I'm like, dude, are we feeding Oh, yeah. I have freaking... 30 crock pots just like <laughs> maxing out my electricity bill. Ryan's just sitting in the nude just <laughs> yeah. like... Just basking, cooking. Like, because think of how hot my apartment would be if I had like 30 crock pots cooking 60 pounds of chicken. I feel like that's a fire hazard. Oh, it's for sure. Like, I'd have so many like multi-outlet like plug-in things. I'd have... Multi plugins, plugging into multi plugins. I think you'd have a power Plug-inceptions, surge. Inceptions, like just with meat. I'd be like basking it, and like I would smell so good. Just listen I'd to the like, Peggle theme <laughs> as you. <laughs> and I'm like cooking in barbecue sauce, and like I show up, and they're like, 
you smell like you've just rolled around in barbecue sauce all day. Yeah. Because I'd be like, it's a slow cook. I think it's like four and a half hours according to the Pinterest. Mm. So, yeah. It, my apartment's going to be, it's going to be awesome. But, where the f- fuck was I going? We st- you got me on a train of chicken. And then I, like, <laughs> you were just talking I, about like your plan for Sunday oh, yeah, yeah, leveling yeah. So, up. Like Star Wars. So, when I was watching that stream, I was like, holy shit, I'm actually pretty excited about this. Like, I, I, I'm trying to temper my expectations for Star Wars because The Last Jedi, I was so pumped. So many theories. I was just, just jazzed. Yeah. And it was a letdown. So, I, I mean, I was just confused on the direction and it just, it was sad. We've talked about it to death. Yeah. Horse. Yeah. So, watching this trailer with just everything that we'll talk about eventually, I was like, cool. I need to, like, because some of the stuff potentially based off of like what people are looking at or theorizing has deep lore implications or like have references which is so interesting to me and we'll get into this like don't even worry about it folks i'm gonna save my yeah i'll save the talk for that but it's just crazy yeah it'd be really cool so i was like shit it's been a while since i've watched a star wars because my go-to is lord of the rings fellowship Mm -hmm. obviously because it should for everyone um so I was thinking, I'm like, what do I have to watch? Because that's like Clone Wars, like late seasons. So I'm like, all right, I need to watch The Phantom Menace and Clone Wars. And then if Clone Wars TV series is in there, I have to watch all seven seasons of that. And then I have to watch the Clone Wars cartoon, which is amazing. I've Probably one it. of the best. It's like two hours, super high quality. Mace Windu's a beast. General Grievous, it's in his introduction. And that's, you find out how he has, like, the little chest thing, right? Like, yeah. Like, why he coughs all the time? Yeah, and, like, how Palpatine's captured, because at the beginning of 3, he's just captured. And you're like, how the hell did this happen? Why does Grievous have Palpatine? That's interesting. I guess I never thought about that. Yeah, and it's all explained in this. Like, it explains a lot of, like, where everyone's at. Why would George do that? That seems so odd. Was there any of that exposition in the movie? No, it's all in that cartoon. And you were meant to watch that before episode three. I'm assuming he wrote the script for that or like at least had a heavy hand in that? Yeah. Yeah. That's still Lucas arts, like where George Lucas was at the helm. Okay. Yeah. So like it explains what, where um, Anakin becomes a knight. Like it, it explains a lot of stuff in between two and three that you need. Because he was just a pad one in Attack of the Clones. Exactly. Huh. And it's like him losing his braid, like everything. He be, gets knighted by the council. Like... Watch that shit. Dude. It's, it's on YouTube. It's two hours. This should have been like Star Wars episode two and a half. Yeah. Sounds like it basically is. It's amazing. So I have to watch that. And then you got episode three. And then you have after that Rebels, Rogue One, Han Solo. And then you have the original three. And then you get into the new series. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything between the original series and... I mean, I'm not going to read fucking books. Like, what? <laughs> Are you what committed I, or not, Ryan? <laughs> yeah. There's so many. Yeah, it's bullshit. I'm not reading books. So. Books are for losers, folks. Yeah. If you know how to read, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you no, literate it, junkies. Yeah, gosh. You care about your life? <laughs> Jeez. Um, so I was thinking, that's like 13 seasons of star wars gosh that's insane at least and like seven eight movies or not even that like 10 movies so 
I have two less than two months. Do you have an Excel spreadsheet for this too? Of course, it's on my Monster Hunter spreadsheet because I nice. was trying to hide Star Wars spreadsheet. I actually think I have one, but it's for the games. So that's what my game plan is. I have two months. Um, I was looking around. Thinking about that though, we have two less than two months until we see the final Skywalker saga movie. Yeah. So prepare your shit, guys. Yeah. Like you and have gals. To, yeah. And gals, Ryan. And gals. Yes. Prepare your shit, guys and gals. <laughs> we don't discriminate. And um, and Wookies, I guess. And um, so that's the game plan. And I was looking around, Clone Wars. And Gungans, Ryan. Don't forget about the Gungans. No, fuck. You, screw them. Okay, like, what about them the Tauntauns? Them and their like, shiny balls that explode with electricity. We got to include the Tauntauns. Yeah, until we cut them open and <laughs> sleep in their corpse. You gotta do what you do can to survive, Ryan. Yeah, it's a bitter cold world out there. You watched The Revenant, right? Yeah, did. When he like sleeps in the corpse. Of well, first of all, he falls off of a cliff with the horse into a tree. Somehow survives that, and then just cuts the horse open as, as <laughs> removes all of its insides. Then, which I don't think we saw that in uh, Empire. Yeah, and then the, he just Han Solo just kind of shoved him in there. Yeah. <laughs> he used his intestines as pillows. Yeah, that's gross. That's pretty sick. Like half digested almost shit. All right, Ryan, we so, have a lot to get so, to wait, 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 wait. So, here. We understand. You're watching all the Star Wars movies. You're so that's the game plan. So just for everyone's information, Clone Wars is no longer on Netflix as of like April. So And it's on Amazon streaming, but you have to buy each season individually. And it's like 30 bucks a season. So that's a lot of money for seven seasons. So my game plan is I'm going to borrow the clone, or the Rebels from you. Mm-hmm. You have all of them, right? I need to buy four. Okay. Well, and I have to buy a disk drive for my new laptop so I can actually put disks in there. Yeah. And then I'm going to probably get the Disney Plus in November 13th, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So I can watch The Clone Wars. And... Which I don't know where this is in the timeline. The Mandalorian comes out on Disney Plus. Dude, I think well. that um, I I think that bounty hunter's got to be Boba Fett. I mean, there's a shit ton of Mandalorians who wear that armor. Yeah, that's just the house armor. Because or like the Mandalorian Boba Fett's such a beloved character as it is, right? And we never really saw him. Like he was casually chilling with Vader when Lando turned um, like Luke, Leia, and Han over to yeah. him. And betrayed them. We see him like walk in there, and then he falls down a Sarlacc pit, never to be seen again. Yeah, he crawled his way out. He did, but my guess is that this series is like centered around him. And dude, can you imagine a reveal like that? Like, what's your name? And he ends up saying his name. Like, people would just fall flat on their face and pass out. That would be awesome. I would love the Mandalorian Wars. Just like a bunch of houses, everyone's in jetpacks and like awesome, just fighting each other. So. We'll figure out where that is in the timeline once it drops mm-hmm. and once we get Disney Plus. Nice. And so that's the game plan. I get some Pokemon shit, but I got a Psyduck. I think that's the only notable first gen. All right, moving yeah, on. Good. Oh yeah, cool, cool, Ryan. We're all we're you all did ex- like the M board, like you. the the purple fiery guy. He did look pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I've been playing. Good stuff. Cool. Good stuff. Well, Ryan, something happened this week that was kind of depressing for me. Oh. Uh, how you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Not so hot, Ryan. Aww. Hold my hand. Oh, 
do it. Well, so a game that I've been greatly anticipating, I think it was like a month ago, we had a PlayStation say to play. Yeah. And we got jazzed. a three minute trailer of The Last of Us Part Two. And even before that, the week leading up to it, Neil Druckmann, the director of Last of Us and of course the second game, was teasing on his Twitter account that like fans have waited long enough. It's finally time to talk about The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. And each day, he's posting, like, Joel's Watch, a Firefly thing, and all these little things teasing this game. And then PlayStation State of Play comes, and they're like, hey, February 21st, mark your calendars, Last of Us Part Two. And then, I'm working from home... Um, Thursday? Thursday, I think is what it was, yeah. because Scoob was sick, and he was, like, hacking up stuff, and poop and water and all, it was terrible and my my coworker pings me on skype and he's like dude in all caps period and he's a big last of us fan yeah and i'm like what he's like go on twitter and see what's trending and i'm like oh shit and i go on twitter and i just see naughty dog neil Druckmann, last of us part two those three things like the top three three things yeah. trend, trending i'm like oh my gosh last of us part two was canceled worse ryan it was delayed <laughs> <laughs> Until May twenty ninth. Sort out your priorities. Yeah. So that was a good Ewan McGregor. No, it was Ron oh. Weasley from Harry Potter one. Well, it sounded like Ewan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even from the same country. One's British and one's like Irish. Irish. I was gonna say Ireland, <laughs> and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> He's uh, the country. Yeah. Whatever. I'm Might United well States, be. Ryan. Cool. <laughs> I'm the entirety of all 50 states. But anyways, Last of Us Part 2 was delayed. Neil Druckmann wrote this long song, like, this just page let pages and pages and pages explaining why this game is delayed. I'm all for delays, Ryan, especially a games uh, to this caliber and quality. But what I'm not okay with is you getting me hyped the hell up. Well, he's blue ballsing everyone. Well, you get me so hyped one month ago right mm-hmm. we've been waiting years for news not me personally because i played last of us for the first time <laughs> like months say, ago this is not a kingdom hearts 2 it's true but you have fans that have been waiting for this game for like yeah. five years and then you come out a month later and delay it by f- three four months yeah so- i honestly think this is pressure from sony to say i know your game's finished delay it and keep delaying it and i want this game to be a launch title for playstation 5 it's possible. What did, what was his explanation? I didn't even bother reading it. I asked okay. my my buddy Brian. I'm like, dude, too long, didn't read. What did it say? And he was just saying, it was just him saying, in order to make the perfect game, in order to deliver the best quality experience for Joel and Ellie, you need, we need more time. Yeah, I mean, I love the first game, but I'm all for people, like... I think Animal Crossing was amazing, where he's like, ask for forgiveness. Well, it's a Japanese game, so like, he's basically like bowing and like asking for forgiveness. Like, we're sorry, but we want to put out a good game. And if that's the approach, I'm completely fine with it, as much as it sucks, because I was going to get it at launch. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you get so many broken games nowadays, like at launch, that it's reassuring. I find it, I'm almost happy when it's delayed. Like, it's reassuring to me that. Yeah, there was something they found or, like, they needed something to improve the experience. Because there's so much expectation for this. I mean, like, 
we didn't have a ton of expectation for God of War or for like Spider Man, but it was polished at the launch, mm-hmm. and we got games that are like <laughs> game of the year. Yeah, and I and I have no doubt that this is probably going to be game of the year material for me next year. But it's just so confusing to me that a month ago you committed to a date, and I mean either Sony's putting pressure down on them. Or they just found a game-breaking bug that just freaking broke the game. Yeah. Like, just completely ruined the experience. Like, Ellie's walking, and then her body just splits in half <laughs> randomly. Just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> like, something crazy <laughs> like that. He's like, oh, okay. Well, cool, I guess. So, like, I don't know. Good, what, there goes a main character. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it had to have been pretty serious. So Yeah. I don't know. It's still better than Fallout 76's debacle this week. Yeah, let's not even get into no, that. No, that's hilarious. Stupidness. So, Fallout 76, because I've been listening to some shit and it's great. So, Fallout 76 sucks ass. It's known to be like one of the worst games. And originally, for monetization, they're like, yeah, so it's just going to be cosmetic quickly turned into things that help you in the game and like they artificially slow it down and they try to give you stuff to speed it up to a normal game and let's not even get into the collector's editions where half the stuff wasn't even included and then the helmets that people received caused cancer had like mold in them (laughs) yeah and so now to do like they're hoping for private servers and stuff and like not to even mention even though i'm going to mention it right after Outer Worlds, the people who made Fallout New Vegas... Obsidian. Yeah. They launched Outer Worlds this week, and it's getting great reviews. And apparently Bethesda screws, screwed over Obsidian for uh, New Vegas because it was off like review score-wise by one point, so they didn't give them a bonus. Oh, my gosh. At all. At all. So this week, uh, Fallout 76 launched um, basically like private servers for you and Andy, your friends... To go in, no, none of the games slowed down, but it's like temporary. So like when you get off, it deletes itself, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. And it's 100 bucks a year to pay for a game that was... That's insane. A, I think they said it was like a 76% drop-off in sales the second week. That's $40 more than it's going to cost me to have Disney Plus for a year. Yeah. And so like... That's fucked. And at, at the... When they launched it, it was broken. Like, it didn't even work. And um, so, yeah, I think Obsidian put out some stuff. He's like, I don't know if this is perfect timing, but, like, thanks for the PR for helping the Outer Worlds. No kidding. And at this point, like, I am scared to death for Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, I'm not going to get it at launch. Like, please, like, can we just, like, forget Bethesda even exists and just give it to Obsidian? Because I'd be so confident if they were the ones developing this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid for anything Bethesda-wise from now until forever. I mean, I think they're it's just their greedy, company. money-hungry assholes now. Yeah, I think it's their parent company. That, I mean, that that's honestly sucks for me because Oblivion and Skyrim are some of my favorite games of all time. And granted, I never really got into the Fallout 3, 4, and New Vegas. I'm sure if I really put my, the time into those games, I would enjoy the experience. I think it's the environment. I think you'd like Outer Worlds better because it's the same feel, but it's like a neon. Like, yeah. It's basically yeah. Mass Effect meets Fallout. Yeah. So I, I will like, I'll probably get Outer Worlds at some point like next I think year. I, I want to double check, but they said it was like a dollar. Like it was cheap. Outer Worlds? No, yeah. it says fifty nine ninety nine game. Does it? Oh okay. yeah. That's a console experience. Yeah, that's a brand new game. 
It did come to the Game Pass though for Xbox. That so if you have might, that subscription that service, then it. you can play it. You could have played it day one. But yeah, a lot of interesting news in the the video game realm this week, Ryan. That's for sure. Yeah. Ryan, we were supposed to make a 45-minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> but we haven't even started talking about Star Wars. I know. And it's 48 minutes in the and episode. I haven't eaten today, so I'm going to get hangry. And, yeah. Not as hangry as Lauren gets. She came home yesterday. She snapped at me at work, and I was like, that bitch. Yeah, that's what I said to her. And then she didn't talk to me anymore. Yeah. yeah that's, uh... <laughs> Well, no, she came home yesterday, and I was I was contemplating, like, what we were going to do for the podcast. I was, I, I was, like, talking through three options. I'm like... Hey, like I'm thinking tomorrow either because we both had crazy weeks. I figured you didn't prepare the top ten childhood game episode stuff yet. I knew we were going to be up late last night, uh-huh. so I said I'm thinking three options. One, we don't record tomorrow, and instead we and then she just cut me off and just sort of like, no, you know what? I switched around my schedule to take Scooby over to the parents' house. Then I'm grabbing breakfast with my friend. Blah 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 blah. And I was just like looked at her and I'm like, sweetheart, until you turn off the CPG switch, we're not having this conversation. CPGs are work. Yeah, it's what you do. You're cost planning stuff. Yeah. And and then she just like looked at me, went to the fridge, <laughs> ate some food, yeah. and then we proceeded to have our conversation. Yeah. That's basically our marriage. That's smart. Yeah. No, I went over to her desk because she has a part that we're working on like figuring out a good cost for. And I'm only there because I'm the other supplier. Like, it's her responsibility. And I was like, hey, Lauren, this is what I'm seeing. Like, what do you think? And she's like, I don't have time for this. Like, blah, 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 blah. And, like, put some stuff in the spread. She's like, good. And I was like, I'm just, whatever. Well, And I go back to my desk. And then I get a text, like, three hours later while she's in a meeting. Like, hey, sorry, I was snappy. Well, she came home she's like, that day. And I, she's like, Lauren, typically when she comes home, just talks about how tired she is and how exhausting her job is. Yeah. And then she's like, and honey, I... I feel so bad. I, I I snapped at Ryan, and I didn't mean to, and I hadn't eaten in a while. <laughs> I, I'm like, and I'm like, Ryan is thick skin. I'm sure you got over. Yeah, it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I was standing above her, and she's just getting sassy, and I was like, it's always like I don't care. Like, it's it's an annoying situation that we're in. So I just went back to my desk, did not think about it at all yeah and then like because i'm like she's stressed like she has a shit ton of meetings today i looked at her schedule and it was like eight to four insane yeah all meetings i was like i've been there like i understand so i get the i am and i was just like that's funny like (laughs) yeah just i was like hey as long as you address that you're sassy i don't care you don't even have to apologize it doesn't even phase me anymore like i literally just say food now and then we can talk like (laughs) that's basically how it is yeah so i'm not that bad like i'm not gonna get bitchy to you but like your star wars theories are not mine (laughs) so get off this podcast that's right so the rise of skywalker folks episode nine the final trailer excuse me let me take a swig of water here. I thought you were going to stop and we were going to like <clears throat> figure shit out. <clears throat> no, we're not doing that on the Talk About This podcast. Raw, real, no After edits. After we like re-record the opening twice this episode. No, it's just once today. Was it? Yeah. Oh, you're getting better. I am. You had like morning voice. That's right. Anyways, The Rise of Skywalker, episode nine, people. The final trailer dropped on Monday during Monday Night Football. Shortly thereafter, tickets went on sale. So, Ryan, here, let's walk through this real quick. All right. So, I signed in to Fandango, found our local theater, and I was looking at the different times. So, they had a 6 o'clock, 7, 8, 9. Went into the 6 o'clock. There was like two seats left in the front row. I'm like, screw that. Then I went to 7, 8, same scenario. Or there was just like randomly around the theater, there was like one empty seat. 
Hey, Rusty, way over there. Yeah, so I was like, crap. Like, it's going to be a late night on Thursday. Went into the 9 o'clock show. The entire front row was was um, had seats. Some of the second row. And then there were three seats left on the third row from the front, um, relatively in the middle of the theater. And I'm like, this is the best I'm, I got to do. Yeah. So I grabbed those three, check out, put my PayPal information in. And then I put confirm purchase. And then the screen goes white and it says, can I complete reload your page? And I was like, fuck. And I'm like, because those seats are gone. Like once I reload that page, someone else snagged them. Yeah. Right. Because I had to wait 15 minutes just to get into the queue to select seats. And I had to do that three times for the six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, and then the nine when I was successful. So I'm like, I can't do this. This is stressing me out. And so I'm like, what do I do? Do I open up a new browser and try and go back in, get in queue to wait again, or do I take the risk and re- and refresh the page, or do I press the back button? What did I do in this situation, Ryan? Because I had about 10 seconds to choose. Back button? I, I hit the back button. It took me right back to the queue where it said confirm purchase. I pressed confirm purchase again. In a split second, it said your purchase is successful. I got a text message. It said I, you have I your got seats. stressed with those three options just right now. I was just like, shit, what do I do? Like, I was, I felt like, uh, it was crazy, dude. I was, uh, when that happened, I run to the room where Lauren is, like, she's in the bedroom. And I run, I'm like, Lauren, I got Star Wars tickets. <laughs> and, and I look at her and I open up the door and she's literally laying in bed. The phone's in her hand, like kind of her, her elbows on the, the bed, her hands lifted up. And her mouth is like open, <laughs> sleeping. She was like in the midst of probably scrolling social media and yeah. just fell asleep. I'm like, girl, you need a new job. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's funny. Anyways, we got it's our like Star Wars tickets. like her falling asleep during ramen and burning herself. In Japan. Yeah. So anyways, we got our Star Wars tickets. Yeah. I pulled up the trailer, put on my noise-canceling headphones, you know, hovered over my, my uh, 17 and a half inch screen monitor here for my computer. Because it launched like two hours past what you thought it was it did yeah so it was painful wait yeah and i watched this two and a half minute trailer man and oh my gosh did it hit all of the nostalgic feels we're gonna break it down here right now not frame by frame but we're gonna hit all the main bullet points here i'm sure everyone at this point has not only watched the trailer 380 million times they've probably watched breakdown trailers or breakdown videos on youtube but that's fine we're going uh you're gonna get Double duty here. So, Ryan, the trailer starts, right? It does. (laughs) It does. (laughs) That's how all trailers begin. Lucasfilm shows, and you hear these creatures making some noises. If you actually go back and watch the Phantom Menace trailer, it's very similar. You hear similar noises, and then it it cuts to Dagobah, um, the swampy area where, of course, Yoda trained Luke. Because the opening uh, moments of the Phantom Menace trailer which is kind of a montage of scenes from the original trilogy. Oh. But anyways, I get Ra- back a few. Ray is running through a forested area, area, yeah, area, drops a helmet, she's training, mm-hmm. presumably, and she leaps off of this one in this forested area and then the scene kind of cuts and she lands in what I assume to be the second death star. Yeah, like climbing around. Inside. Yeah, and she's climbing Similar up that. Similar to in Force Awakens when she's climbing inside a Star Destroyer. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the next scene, you see Lando giving what I assume to be some kind of pep talk to the Resistance. Similar to when they were on um, 
Hoth. Like, didn't they all kind of go around each other? And, like, in the, it looks like the same kind of hangar as, like, a Hoth okay. pre-Death Star, like, attack scene. Yeah, yeah. So nothing, nothing, you know, um, no revelations at this point. Yeah, you just know, a lot of callbacks. Just getting the juices flowing, all right? Mm. The next scene, pouring down rain, you're on this crazy huge ship, and Ray is narrating, and she says, people keep telling me they know me. And then you see her face, and she looks kind of angry, and she yeah. said, but no one does. And then my boy with his luscious, dark locks right out of the shower comes in with his dark red lightsaber and says, but I do. And he has his shirt on this time. Yeah, I was kind of mad about that. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe takes it off for Palpatine. So then it kind of cuts, and you see these TIE fighters flying to this crystal planet. The interesting yeah. thing here is you see, you see the reflection of these giant iceberg-like things, but you don't see the reflections of the TIE fighters flying over the water. Okay. I thought that was an interesting film choice. I'm not sure why. I definitely think it was intentional, but I'm not really sure what that means. I don't know. I'm trying to think. What do you mean reflections? Because they're really far away. So like, you know you look in the water like yeah. like Simba did in The Lion King and he sees his face? Yeah. Because Rafiki instructed him to do so? Yeah, except not in the reboot. That's right, because did it he? sucked. He did. Okay. Yeah. He just didn't sing. Yeah. Anyways, you didn't see the reflections of the TIE fighters as they're hovering over the water. Oh. Which I don't know why you wouldn't. Maybe it's just not Final Cut, maybe? Could be. I'm not really sure what that was about. But anyways... you the, saw the... Um, in the Force Awakens trailer, you saw the X-Wings mm-hmm. reflections? Flying over the water. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, then... This scene was really cool. You see this throne that was actually concept art in the original Return of the Jedi yeah, of what the uh, Palpatine's throne would have looked like if they would have given him like a true throne room. And that, of course, didn't make it into the film mm-hmm. in the second Death Star. And then Palpatine... Wait, wait. Do you think the ice planet is a planet, like a, a sphere, or do you think it's just a cluster of ice out in like the outer reaches? Or like the outer space? I think... It's really tough. I think because it didn't look spherical, it looked like a floating iceberg. Yeah, I think it's probably a planet. I don't think this is in the outer realms of well, like what is it called? Well, yeah, I don't unknown, think it's or not unknown space, but like there's known space and then there's the unknown regions of the galaxy. Yeah, I think they're gonna go there to get a particular item that we will talk about. Okay. So at this point, you have Palpatine narrating narrating and he says long have i waited and as this happens this gargantuan star destroyer breaks out of the ice and rises yeah so i assume this to be what palpatine's manning Mm -hmm. driving and whatnot the interesting thing here is the scene cuts to a fleet of resistance ships which looks significantly larger than the original trailer that we saw when you had like hundreds of or thousands of those star destroyer ships presumably of the uh the first order or mm-hmm. what is it called what are they called now first order the first order uh versus like the falcon and like seven other like ships yeah the thing about the like the way that the star destroyers were all lined up in like queues and like it was so organized i really like the i mean i guess it'll become unorganized as they fight but mm-hmm. like that 
level of structure irritated me. Like, it made me uncomfortable. Because I always loved the opening scene of uh, episode three where all the ships are crisscrossed. And, like, it's where um, Anakin and Obi-Wan are flying through, mm-hmm. like, that giant space battle. Yeah, I know you're talking about. And uh, I love them, how they're all, like, overlapping and you, like, can't see some of some ships. But, like, seeing a bunch of ships, it, 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 t- it took me out a little bit, like their size and like because you have nothing to compare it to but you're saying the resistance you enjoyed kind of the all of those different ships just kind of like being with one another oh i was talking about this other trailer like that but like seeing all the resistance now yeah because we ended the last jedi with like 20 fucking people yeah so they've obviously been recruiting one well, and poe he even says he narrates in the trailer to say people will fight for us if we lead them you know yeah i love poe so much I do too. I'm not a huge fan of Finn. He should be dead. But he should have gone out with a heroic sacrifice yes. in Last Jedi. But Poe's awesome. Yeah. So I could see him being Nathan Drake. Yeah, he would have been a good one. Yeah. Um But Palpatine also says, and this is where I want to like dive deep, Ryan. I don't want to narrate the whole trailer because people can just go watch it. I want to hit the major bullet points here. Palpatine says something that I find particularly interesting. I don't think this is a Disney fake like we saw in the last trailer with Rey being um, a Sith person with her dual-bladed lightsaber. Yeah. When he says, you're coming together is your undoing. Hmm. And I think that's speaking specifically to Rey and Kylo. Yeah. Maybe them... That that could mean two different things. I think the only two options. Them either meeting and, like, knowing of each other or them coming together as a team to team up against Palpatine. Which I think it's the latter. Really? Yes, definitely. And I think the scene that really leads me to believe that is later in the trailer when they both simultaneously, with their lightsabers, destroy Vader's helmet. And I think what that signifies is Kylo putting to rest his desire to finish what Vader couldn't, which is really take on the dark side and become a sith lord that or that artifact was turning him to the dark side and he was they were killing that like temptation yeah kind of thing something along Maybe. those lines but it also could be accidental like they were it, it was just in the room or like it was in his place and they like accidentally killed it that's way too significant of an artifact and just piece of S- star wars yeah uh, that seems kind of weird to me. If they just like, oh, whoops a daisies, accidentally dropped the vase, just dropped Vader's helmet. Like, <laughs> there it goes. That would be stupid. I mean, that's, I would honestly say that's just as freaking stupid as Luke tossing his dad's lightsaber. Yeah. In The Last So, what Jedi. do you think leads up to that scene where they're like, hey, yo, let's kill Vader's shit with lightsabers and a dagger? I'm not really sure, and that's what this is what I want to start getting into here is because in that scene when they're destroying Vader's helmet, whatever it is, it looks like it's something of Vader's. When they're destroying that, the scene very, I think, intentionally starts fading away, but not entirely to the point where you see Rey holding a dagger. Yes. And this is where potential deep lore comes into play. Mm-hmm. What I'm struggling to come to grips with is how they're going to dip their toes in deep Star Wars lore when we only have two and a half hours to do that and to say like, oh, we need the, what is it, Dagger of Mortis. Like, 
85% of people going to see this movie are going to be like, what the fuck is the Dagger of Mortis? More than 85%. Like, yeah. That's like maybe like 5% of the people know what that is. Yeah. And that's if you've made it like seven seasons through Clone Wars. Well, like, and you were like, so. yeah, it's like six, uh, season six, episode 32. Uh, it's my favorite being, episode. Yeah, I was just being an asshole. <laughs> no, but, but you were serious. It was yeah. one of your favorite episodes when the sun, um, whatever ended up happening yeah, in that episode, so you can like, dive deep into that lore. So basically they get to this planet of Mortis and there's the father, the son, and the daughter. And they, the, the father represents, the they're balance. basically like gods. Well, yeah, so, so the son, embodiments of the force. The son's the embodiment of the dark side. The sister's the embodiment of the light side. The father ends up killing himself to bring balance yeah, so among he, the two. He's balanced and he has to kill himself with a dagger to make them immortal. So basically the blade makes immortal beings mortal. So they could be killing Vader's helmet to kill the Im- immortality of the dark side tied tied to that Sith artifact, or who knows? Like, but like, yeah. Eventually, during that episode, uh, the son was like, "Hey, Anakin, do you want me to like open you up to show you what your future is?" And at this point, it's between Clone Wars and Episode Three, so he's still like a bro, like he's still cool. He's there with Ahsoka Tana and General Kenobi. And um, he's like, yeah, sure, fuck it, why not? And he shows him Darth Vader, him killing Padme, like all this bad stuff. And he gets the Sith eyes and he turns to the dark side and goes after Ahsoka Tano. And I think Kenobi as well. And then the the father stabs himself to make him immortal. And then um, I think it's Anakin that kills the son, the dark side. Mm. So... Yeah, interesting episode. I love it because I love the beginning of, like, the wills and, like, these crazy entities in the Star Wars universe that are, like, beginning of time, like, where everything comes from. How do you think this movie starts? Because typically it starts in space after the, the text cr- scroll. Um, with the, it I think pans out like, in space. I think Disney's been using these giant texts recently. Right. What do you mean? I do they do it? Was it Endgame? They've just been doing bigger texts. Maybe like five years. Hopefully, it's not like I'm just trying to think what font. Hopefully, it's not like a huge gaudy font. But I hope they say like five years later or like two years later. Just a time skip after the events of the Last Jedi. They could even open up with Ray training because she hasn't been trained up to this point. Because the Last Jedi did not show that. Do you think because? Or Kylo doing some crazy shit. Like, it, it's going to start with one of the two, the mm-hmm. main protagonists. Um, I'm wondering if if you would even see Kylo going to Vader's castle, like on Mustafar. That would be awesome. And I what if he... That. Because this dagger is clearly important. Like, it wouldn't have been shown in the trailer if it wasn't. Ray wouldn't be holding it if it wasn't I don't, crucial to the plot of the movie. Well, An- I don't remember if Anakin took the dagger, but... And he can turn into Vader, and Vader could have it at his castle. Yeah. That would be awesome. That callback of going to freaking Mustafar Vader's castle. Well, and, and two, John Williams has been quoted as saying all all major themes in across all the movies are going to be in this movie. It could be a quick snippet of the of the clip or the, the, the music, the tune. Mm-hmm. But if you go through and you listen closely, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, there it is. What if fucking Battle of the Heroes music starts playing as Kylo walks up to Vader's uh, castle and you hear, like, 
or whatever the Battle of the Heroes theme is when when uh, Anakin and yeah. Obi Wan fight. Dun, 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 dun. No, it's not that, that one. Which one is it? Um, let's get some Battle of the Heroes music playing right now, Ryan. That's Episode One. Yeah, it is. That's um, Kenobi versus Maul. With Grammarly, you can find him good. No, per- just kidding. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Grammarly, I promise. Yes. We're not sellouts. No, <laughs> you can sponsor us, Wendy's, or Burger King, or Grammarly, or that, like, truck lawyer that's uh, on every good, YouTube channel. I can't get a good uh, clip of the, the theme, but if, if that theme played during... Um, That'd be awesome. And it would be, like, the top-down view of him walking in with... Maybe like two, like Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. How awesome would that be? Because you have the scene. I love that this top-down shot of Anakin leading the battalion of storm or like clones. At that point, what if it's Kylo Ren walking in with the Knights of Ren behind him into Vader's castle? That'd be amazing. And that's where they've been like, the Knights of Ren have been chilling out, like watching playing some, Fortnite, yeah you know just doing some dances and stuff yeah they'd be like hey all right put down the pringles we got some shit to do and they like, right. storm out what kind of pringles do you think they're eating uh i think they're some salt and vinegar get the fuck out of here with no that. kylo's a salty bitch i think he's eating some salt and vinegar and i'm not saying that as like an aggressive way because salt and vinegar is the tits no it's disgusting no give me some of that sour your wife cream and likes onion. it so can't be all that bad. She's not all that bad. Well, she's tolerable. There at are best. parts that I would change. So. <laughs> Salt and vinegar is like number one. <laughs> no, I mean that are like, I guess sour cream and onions good, but like honey mustard is the second tier. Gosh, that's gross too. What do you like? Barbecue, pizza. Um, Pizza's gross. Cheddar. I've gotten away from pizza. Pizza's good. Yeah, both I in Pringle and regular form. I like original, original good. Yeah. So Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So hypertension. <laughs> okay. Salt. So I'm just trying to wrap my mind around like where this movie's going to go because I think there's just so many different angles that they could attack this. So many different deep dives into Star Wars lore that they could go. Yeah. I'm so, just wondering how they're going to bring this all together. Yeah. Continue with the notes on like what happens in the trailer because there's more stuff that we can get into. Yeah. So you have this little gizmo gremlin guy programming, reprogramming C-3PO's head and mind. Yes. Um, and in this scene, as he's programming him, there's kind of this brief pause and Poe says, you know, 3PO, what are you doing? And he says, taking one last look, sir, at my friends. And I think this is where he dies. Well, I don't C-3PO think he does. gets wiped or the, reset. Yeah, the C-3PO we know dies, and he turns into like this crazy fighter droid. No, not even that. I think, because they have like a, it's not B2 battle droid, because that's the blue ones. They have a battle droid off to the side. What if they restart the droid army, <laughs> the separatist army, to pilot all of those resistance, or some of those resistance fighters? So you think over the past... Over the course of the past year, they've been rebuilding a, a droid army? No, and what if there's just a... I mean, I don't know what happened to the Separatists after or all the droids, but there's some line around. What if they restart some of the droids or allows him, one, to maybe read the inscription on the Blade of Mortis to know what the hell this dagger is? Okay. But, like, two, he's connected to all the wiring and stuff. What if they restart the droid army? 
All right, and so 3PO is just like the, the commanding general of this army? Yeah, how awesome would that be? I mean, they're going to need every body they can get at this exactly. point. Exactly. I mean, they had like, once again, like 20 people. Mm-hmm. And they in the one of the other trailers, they showed like a campsite of people with fireworks and stuff. But like, what if the droid army like doubles their forces? Because you had like a shit ton of uh, Star Destroyers. So... How, that tie around to episode one, the bad guys, because it was Palpatine who screwed over the separatists. Mm-hmm. He went and said, Hey, yo, Anakin, go kill everyone. I mean, once they took out the leaders, the droids were just all around. I think the separatists are winning. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to play out. But think of how many more bodies that would be and how hilarious that would be. It'd like, be interesting. I mean, I think they're going to really try and give all the prominent characters. They're set piece moments. They're very memorable moments. As they somehow did an end game with like forty five different heroes. Yeah. It'll. Yeah. I don't know how they're gonna play that out, but the next scene is what really got me. Like I literally get chills every time I watch it because just after he says that, oh my gosh, there's just this epic rendition of a classic Star Wars song, and you have Poe, Finn, and Chewie running through this corridor, just taking out stormtroopers. Yeah. And that's when it was just like you were on the edge of your seat for the rest of the trailer. Later on, you not only see Kylo and Rey destroy whatever artifact that is, and she's holding the dagger, but you also see just a brilliant shot. Like, just the cinematography in this movie, I think, is going to be amazing. Yeah. But you have this brilliant shot of them in the throne room from the Death Star number two, where Palpatine, you see where he was sitting. You see the giant window that's, of course, broken from the explosion and fall into this water. You have Ray standing there with her ignited blue lightsaber, and you have Kylo with one foot forward with no ignited lightsaber just staring at her. And they're clearly having some interesting, probably intimate conversation. Yeah. But I'm wondering at this point, is this before or after they fight on the top of that ship? My guess is this is leading into that fight. Yeah, I think so too. But then at what point then does the light switch go off for Kylo if, as we probably think he will, start fighting for Rey? When does that happen then? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be like they open up with a bang. It's her training, overlooking the Death Star, getting to the Death Star, climbing around in the Death Star, and then Kylo's there as well, looking for shit. Why are they there in the first place, though? What... Is this where they find the dagger of Mortis? Well, maybe she's training on Endor, and um, I mean, it could be where they find the dagger. I mean, I don't know if Anakin would have given it to Palpatine. That'd yeah, be, I just, we're just maybe they're looking for information from the Death Star itself, like within whatever hard drive or whatever. Maybe he didn't wipe his search history, and they're looking inside of the Death Star database to see if they can get a leg up or any super weapons or like because Palpatine hid stuff everywhere mm-hmm. so maybe there was some calling from that and called her there um, so maybe they both because they're strong in the force heard that calling and went to look for information and then I don't know how you would de-escalate that to a point like someone has to fly in or like I think we saw Finn on the the Death Star, like when they're fighting, like yelling Ray or whatever. That, yes, that's interesting. So I assume they have some battle uh, between, of course, Ray and Kylo. 
something happens because you see Finn, a cut of him, and you can't, of course, hear him speaking, but the way his mouth moves, it looks like he's terrified and he screams Ray. Yeah. So I, I think that fight is somehow ended. I don't know how they would turn, but it looks like... I don't know how they're going to do this without seeming cheesy. It's going to be like Ray and Kylo going on like expeditions to find shit, and they just meet up at the places. So like that white place, which almost looks like Kamino, like where the Darth Vader thing is, mm-hmm. where the clones were made. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that was a very white. Art it style. was. Yeah. Um, or it could be Cloud City. I don't know, because I don't know where they're going to meet Lando, but he maybe the the Cloud City is that still a thing mm-hmm. where they're mining. Um. Yeah, so it looks like they meet up on the Death Star. They meet up in some random white city or white hallway, and then they're most likely going to meet up for Palpatine. So that's three meetups at minimum. Mm-hmm. Because the Death Star is not, hey, let's go into that random white room because it's pretty dilapidated. So we got confirmation that this movie is the longest Star Wars movie by three minutes. Okay. It's three minutes longer than the, the the Last Jedi, which I think puts it at like two hours and thirty five minutes or something like that. Okay. How long into this movie before we see Palpatine? Palpatine. 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 <laughs> How long into the movie before he's even mentioned? I guess two different questions there. What do you think happens first? We see him. He's mentioned. We hear that he's still alive. I don't think the characters will know he's still alive until at least like. 30 minutes in i think there is the beginning is going to be for like a normal plot line it's going to be some establishing so we're going to have to establish where all the main characters are so it's going to be poe and finn i don't know where the desert planet falls into everything because there's a lot of like desert things that's what's so crazy about this movie the trailers that we've seen there's so many distinct locations Kylo and Rey through the trailers meet up like four times. Yeah. Minimum. So it's like it could be Kylo hunting down Rey to kill her, which is a very good possibility. But like, how do you do that in a way that doesn't seem like, oh, hey, I'll see you at the next planet, like kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know how they're going to like sew all this together to seem like a cohesive storyline because I don't want to go to like 15 different planets over the course of two and a half hours just for fan service like oh here's Kamino here's Endor here's Yavin 4 here's Naboo here's Tatooine it's like what the fuck is even going on anymore like I don't even know what's happening Yeah. like it needs to make sense and I think JJ is going to, to bring it all together in a, a sensical way yeah because he was able to tie together The Force Awakens from what because he came on I think late in the project to like salvage it for Disney yeah. Like, he's, I don't think he was part of the original, like... Uh, I'm pretty sure he was hired in the beginning to get the rights to that, to that first movie. I want to say I read somewhere that the script was not well-developed, and midway through, he had to salvage it. Okay. Um, But I think he has the capability of doing that. I'm yeah. just curious. I think they're probably going to show, like, yo, we got some army, like, um, since the last episode. It's been a couple years, and, like... Poe and Finn are going to be on that maybe desert planet and like trying to get troops. Mm-hmm. And then Ray's going to be doing her training thing in the jungle and like on Endor with maybe Luke's Force Ghost using that helmet or whatever. And maybe the helmet's the same one that was in the Force Awakens when she was next to that fallen ATAT. Mm-hmm. And then I think they're going to get to the Death Star quick. 
Okay, and so that's where you're going to hear the Force Ghost, or the like. You're through the Force because that's his throne room. It could be an amplification of his. I want to say Palpatine's probably out in the outer reaches. Yeah, I somewhere. think so too. Yeah. So that place, which had a shit ton of bad mojo, is going to be an amplification, and maybe she learns of Palpatine through that throne room. Or Kylo's like, yo, do you feel that force? Like, something bad's brewing. Yeah. And then, like, join me. And, like, she doesn't join him. Or something like that. And then they fight. Yeah, because with Leia especially being so force-sensitive, and also them having such limited dialogue from her, mm-hmm. like, I feel like if if Palpatine enters the, the normal regions of the galaxy, like, that, they're gonna know. Like, yeah. something is here. Yeah, and I feel like Leia would would sense that force because she's probably sensed it before. Yeah, and I think Snoke is Plagueis. Really? Yeah. How how else do you tie Snoke? Because one, the fans are. Sorry, there's dogs out there. Because the window isn't fully closed. Um, I'll close that fully. You keep yeah. talking. Okay. Explain to me. Oh, really? They're gonna like Plagueis go out like a little bitch like that though? In Last he's, Jedi, he's basically dead. I mean. It, Okay, think about this. So, you have the tragedy uh, that is Darth Plagueis, right? So, that Palpatine explained during this, like, sexy water show in episode 3 to Anakin. And he said, hey, yo, he was murdered in his sleep by his uh, Padawan. Yeah. Yeah, his Padawan. Yes, Padawan, yeah. And uh, so, he goes into this decrepit body, and it explains why he's been around during all the events of the beginning episodes because that's where he was like trying to become a clone or like whatever i don't know how he gets into this other body but he gets another body and he's trying to heal so yeah sure plagueis could go out like a bitch but it's not like it's not his second time going out like a bitch he went out in his sleep to sidious see okay so sidious is not a bad way to go out because you're going out to the most powerful thing in the universe so I'm I'm on board for this, but I feel like again we're coming back to ca- I don't want to say casual Star Star Wars fans, but the majority of people going to see this movie are going to be like, "What the heck Wasn't is going Ray on?" Wasn't stopped at or um, Daisy Ridley stopped at one of those conventions when she's like, someone asked about Snoke and she said, "Oh, don't you mean Darth?" and starts saying P, and then she's stopped by someone. I want to say that I was watching something where that happened. One, I never saw that happen, and two, she could have been just trolling, which. I'm going with the troll. I'm being trolled then. So I think that would be awesome. Yeah. She he is Plagueis. He I guess he feels his master's dead for a second time. He used whatever same powers brought Plagueis back. Mm-hmm. And we understand that that wasn't just I mean that would be an interesting segue into that wasn't just Snoke. Snoke was a cover for Plagueis and Plagueis was Darsidious or the Emperor's master oh shit that might be who's talking to me in the throne room or who was talking to me when kylo came in and said do you feel that dark force maybe we need to investigate that because kylo's not the biggest fish in the like pond mm-hmm. there's a bigger fish and how do we kill Darsidious, who blew up in a freaking engine room yeah. of a death star like if that doesn't kill him what do we do we need an immortal killing weapon I've heard of this. It's an ancient thing. We need to reboot C-3PO, who might have the ability to read ancient Sith artifacts. 
Oh crap, the First Order's here, so we need to fight them off with the legion of people that we've gained in the last two years since the time skip. They have a space battle. Ray slinks off to the ice planet after doing some other things with her friends. And you see, I don't know, maybe Leia goes out in a heroic way on a ship battle. Mm-hmm. That would be an easy way to kill her off without having to do a lot of like screen time. You see, like, maybe they're hugging in the trailer before... I think that's while like, she's training. Be- I think Leia... I think Luke probably trained Leia back in the day. That was never never talked about in the movies. Yeah, just and in I, uh, Legends. Yeah, and I think Leia's going to be the one kind of training Rey on Endor or wherever she is, some forested planet. Mm-hmm. And when they embrace in the trailer, we've seen it, I think, a couple different times now, that's going to be, like, a send-off for, like, Rey, you need to go. You need to go to the Death Star number two, wherever you need to go. But I think she's certainly going to be overseeing Ray's training. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Leia training Ray would be awesome because she is the other Skywalker mm-hmm. and not Kylo, who's obviously turned. And say what you will about the, the stupid supermaning your way back to the ship. Clearly, Leia has Force powers. We know she's Force-sensitive, but we never really seen her use the Force. Yeah. And... She clearly used it in in such a way that's never really been seen before. I want to say she was trained in Legends. Well, I think she was. And she had a lightsaber. Yeah. Well, I mean, light. there's some theories out there that she's going to give Rey a lightsaber in this movie. Yeah. But I still JJ's... Want, I'm still hoping for Mara Jade, but that's way... There's not enough time. Yeah, there's not. Um, All right. Well, Ryan, I want to... Because... I'm not trying I, to we like, ta- no, no, speed us up yeah, here, but... We were talking about it last night. It would have been awesome if The Last Jedi would have built up uh, Luke... And Mara Jade, she was a Skywalker or whatever. I don't care if she's a Skywalker. Just Mara Jade's introduced. Mm-hmm. And you come into this movie where on that ice planet, Mara Jade was an assassin for, like, she's like the right-hand man of Sidious to go kill people and, like, to raid stuff. If she comes back as the light side after basically renouncing Sidious as she did in, like, the books, and her and Rey girl power team up, you would make everyone who like wants that girl power like thing to happen. You'd like it would be fucking awesome because she's basically like a Mandalorian assassin thing with a lightsaber, and Ray can do some cool stuff. That would be awesome. It would like be a sweet. tag team, and then like I don't care what Kylo does, but like that would be awesome. It'd be sweet. I, I mean, clearly it's not going to happen. So, couple quick questions here because. I'm, I need to be sensitive to the time because I'm actually going out to watch the game with my dad yeah. this afternoon. Force ghosts, Ryan. They cannot be overused. I think the the must-haves, right? I would say Yoda's not a must-have because we saw him in the last movie. I agree. I think we need to see, of course, Luke. He's a must. We we know he's going to be in it because we hear him narrating this, the yeah. in the end of the, the, the trailer. I think... Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor is a must. Yes. And then this would just hit all the nostalgic feels because I grew up with these movies. Hayden Christensen back as Anakin. Yeah. And it wasn't him who did a poor job in episode three and two and one. It was the writing. Yeah, the writing was terrible. He was just reading the scripts, people. Yeah. And that was Lucas giving us these soap, soap opera, like afternoon television dialogue between Padme and Anakin that was not the fault of either Natalie Portman I thought he did a good job yeah so contrary to popular belief okay so 
because like someone no, was I think like those three like i think using leia she never learned how to become a force ghost that would be stupid mm-hmm. um i think qui-gon jinn would be awesome but he never learned how to become a force ghost mm-hmm. um i think yoda was the first one i want to say oh no it would be no, it would be Obi-Wan that was the first one, obviously. I, I, see, I don't know, though, because at the end of Revenge of the Sith, when they were figuring out who was going to take Luke and Leia after they were born, Yoda or someone made a comment about Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan was like, what, my master Qui-Gon, you've heard from him? Yeah, from what... I did a research into this, and I think Yoda meets with the, like... Obi-Wan tells Yoda where to go to learn, I think, from the wills about force ghosting and like coming back and like all that jazz and then yoda goes there and learns how to force ghost mm-hmm. and i don't think qui-gon ever fully like learned how to do that okay it was in the clone wars uh, animated series yeah not the cartoon and that's why i think it's important to watch all of those because like in the later seasons where it's like shit's hitting the fan like you get into some of this crazy stuff where you're like Oh, okay. That's... Really deep lore that I think only previously was explored in the books. Like, yeah. We never got any of that in the movies. So, The Clone Wars is fantastic. It's one of my favorite animated TV shows of all time. And I think they do Star Wars so much justice. There's so much extra meat there. Um, well, because you never, because you never watched the cartoon, you don't know who Ventress is. Well, now I do, but... Okay. Because it was Ventress... I guess she was in the Clone Wars thing. Yeah. But you get to see, like, the Anakin-Ventress fight. Mm -hmm. Like, final one. There's a lot of really memorable fights in that show. Yeah. So. Well, Ryan, we could go on forever about The Rise of Skywalker. I'm sure this is not the last time we'll be talking about it. Yeah. They said it's the last trailer, but they always have those, um, those, like, 30-second clips between, like, sporting events and things like that. We're definitely going to see... I, I might stay away from those. That's fine. And we're definitely going to see more footage, more screenshots... And there's going to be a lot more leaks. I am going to do my absolute darndest to not see any of those. Apparently, Star Wars Theory, there were two photos that were leaked that were sent to him, like flooded his inbox and email, and he was opening them because they were asking him, hey, can you cover this in your channel? His name is Star Wars Theory, not Star Wars Leaks, so he's not going to cover that type of stuff to ruin it for people. But like, I was reading the comments on his Instagram because he came out and posted like say, to say, like, hey... Be careful out there. Be weary of what you're seeing on the internet. I saw these and it pissed me off. I'm not going to cover it on my channel, so just be careful. And I was reading the comments, which I shouldn't even have done that. I was creeping on spoiler yeah. territory. And someone was saying, like, I saw them and it, like, wrecked me. And then it was, like, crying faces. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, what two photos could possibly, like, cause someone to just erupt with tears? Yeah, I don't even want to think about it, you know, and theorize because I just want to go into well, this movie. Because then I'm going to like come up with theories that are not going to happen. Then I'm going to be sad that they didn't happen. And that's the thing you have to be careful about watching and getting and buying into all of the hype surrounding it and all the marketing. Because then with Last Jedi, like we hyped ourselves up so much, and then we were very disappointed. Yeah. So we crushed our dreams. Anyways, folks, please get in on the Discord. What are your thoughts? What are your theories? Are you excited about this new trilogy and the conclusion of the Skywalker saga? The Discord, the link is in the show notes. You just got to click the link and you'll automatically be added to the server. It's a free application on your phone or your web browser. It's a good time. It's a lot yeah, of fun discussion so a question on question for next week that I'm posing. What do you think the final ending will be with Rose Tika, the most important character? Well, first of all, it's Tico. 
Tico. <laughs> She's that important that I know her name. <laughs> she is. Well, well, our boy uh, Mary it was with her in the trailer. Yeah, or will Finn marry her in a... Uh, no, like, Mary. I'm saying Mary Brandenbuck. From... No, I got you. Okay. Will, uh, will Finn marry her at the end because love conquers all? We're not going to win by killing what we hate, Ryan, but by saving the things we love. Yeah. Or will Finn lightsaber Rose Tika? Tico. Right in the face. <laughs> yeah. People... Next week, answer. Yes. That was really loud. That bad. was. I saw the Shit. audio levels. <laughs> I approached as I screamed. Off the charts. Which should have been the other way around. You got to get a crazy sound level from Ryan every episode. You just yeah, you have so to. So if you're not awake now, I'm definitely more awake from when we started. Yeah. So please, again, as I said in the beginning of the episode, Ryan and I pushed the child, top five childhood game uh, segment to next week just because we want to get more listener involvement. Send us an email at otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com or get into the Discord and drop your top five childhood games there and reasons why. We want to hear those childhood stories of why these games are so memorable for you. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at arielewis2011 where I post when the show is going out, what we're talking about, and also ask you folks to you know send in questions send in audio questions whatever you want to do anything that makes the show better ryan are you excited for star wars i'm very excited for star wars and any closing parting thoughts for the listeners have a good week theorize and uh, let us know what you think is going to happen after watching the trailer rose tico for president folks (laughs) 2020 (laughs) (laughs) have a good week everyone thanks for listening see ya